Okay, Baruch Hashem, Mishnah Torah Hilchas Tshuva, Perek Shishi, the sixth chapter. This chapter speaks on this continuation from yesterday with the Rambam established, and he stated as a fact that every person, every Yid has free choice, free choice to do as he wishes. So today, Rambam is going to explain that seemingly there are psukim which can uh, convince you otherwise. You can mistakenly think from different psukim that uh, it's not the case. So Rambam goes to explain and to, to plead his case how everything is not exactly predestined from Hashem and how people do have free choice. Perek Shishi, Aloha Aleph. Psukim har beyesh betoido bedivrinivim. There are many psukim in the Torah and in the words of the prophets. Shem nirim kisoisim ikuzeh. Which they seem to contradict this principle. The principle of bechira chavshiz, the principle that everything is in your hands, you are in your own hands, and nobody can force you either anyway. And many people stumble when it comes to the psukim, they lack ability to understand it. And they will come to a conclusion from these psukim. They'll understand from these psukim that Hashem is the one who decrees on a person to do evil or to do good. And they'll understand from these psukim that the heart of a person is not in his own hands to sway himself, to turn himself to whichever direction he wants to go. They will understand from these psukim that it's uh, all from Hashem. The Amam says, I'm going to explain over here a great principle. From this principle, you're going to know the explanation of all those psukim. And the Ramam says like this, At the time when an individual, or a whole community, whole city, they sin, at a time when this happens, a person or in the, or in the community sins, and he does a sin. And the sin that he does is from his own cognizant and his own will, free will, as we said yesterday, as we, as we said in Perig, hey, says the Rambam, Now when a person does a sin, he deserves to be punished for his sin. Hashem knows how to pay back to punish this person. There is a sin that if a person does this sin, there's a sin that if a person does it, din prescribes, Midas Adin says, that he has to be punished, he has to be punished in this world for the sin, either bodily, bodily meaning he will himself 
get injury or worse, or monetarily he will uh, lose money because of it, or his children, his little children, his young children will die, because of his sins. Because the young children of a person, they do not have das yet, until bar mitzvah they don't have das. They did not reach the age that they are they are like the kinyan, like the asset of the father. And it says, A man will die for his own sin. In other words, a man will die for his own sin, but a child can die for the sin of his father. Until he becomes a ish, he can die in the sin of his father. And only after that, he dies for his own sin, not for the sin of his father. So there's certain sins that a person is paid back in this world punished in this world. But there are other sins that the din says, the din gives the psak, that he has to be punished in the world to come. And this person that transgressed this sin will have no suffering at all, no harm in this world, not in his body, not in his money, not in his children. He won't be punished at all in this world. Yeshchet is the third type of a sin. That he will get punished both in this world and in the next world. And Amam didn't finish what he's trying to say. This, he first wanted to put down this idea that there is Sins that a person gets punished for in this world, whether bodily, monetarily, or with his children. The sins which the punishment is only in the world to come. And the sins that are, that's both in this world and the world to come. And then the Rams continues in Allah Habayz. He didn't finish his sentence yet, his full sentence. He started saying something. He's actually not going to finish even in Bayz. He's continuing in Gimel. When do we say that a person gets punished for his sins in one of the three above-mentioned ways. That's only talking about That's talking about if he did not do tshuva, he did not return to Hashem. But if he did tshuva, he returned to Hashem. He felt bad for what he did and he took on a decision from now on to be good. So then, a tshuva kisris Tshuva is like a shield before the punishment. It shields him from being punished. Just as a person sins from his own cognizant and from his own will, from his own free will, nobody forces him. Exactly so, he does tshuva, he returns to Hashem from his own cognizant and his own free will, and nothing forces him to do tshuva. Now that Ram laid down that rule that tshuva as well is from his own free will, and if a person does tshuva, he doesn't get punished. At least it pushes it off, or at least it's like a shield that shields him from being punished. That we said till now was a regular sins. But sometimes a person does a big sin, a very, very big sin, hate godl. He did even sins which are not such big sins, but he did many sins. He did many times over. 
So much so, until the Midas Hadin comes before the Dayanemes, before Hashem, who is a true judge, that the punishment should be the restitution they should take from the person. The punishment they should take from the person that what should be the punishment of this person for the sin that he did for his own cognizant and for his own will. The punishment should be that they should they should hold him back from they shouldn't give him the opportunity. They don't they hold back from him chuva, so they don't give him the opportunity to do chuva, to return from his wicked ways. Why? He will die. And he will have his demise. And he will get lost, so to speak, in the sin that he has done. Because he did such a big sin, that's the punishment. That's what the Abish said to Yeshayahu. You should be Hashmin Levamazem, means the, the nation's heart should be closed, should be stuffed. It should have, as they say, what do they, what do they have in, in, in a clog? It should be clogged. It should be like autumn. Like, uh, and his ears should be heavy from listening. And his eyes should turn away. Unless he see with his eyes, and hear with his ears, and understand with his heart. And he will return and he will get healed from his sins. His soul will be healed. So he tells him that you should. Uh, the, the heart should be closed, it shouldn't do tshuva. In other words, from that Pasik would seemingly uh, explain, people mistakenly would think from that Pasik that the Abishter is the one who's going to a person to do tshuva or not. So Nabam says, there is such a situation. When a person does a very big sin, there is such a situation. However, by the way, even in such a situation, a person can still do tshuva. Because nothing stands in the way of tshuva. It says another They will mock the messengers of Hashem, the Nevi'im, who voice him dvorov, and they will humiliate, demean his words. And they will mock his prophets. Till Hashem's anger will be turned on the nation, and there, will be, there won't be healing. In other words, they won't do chuvas, they won't be healed. They sinned from their own free will. But here, they increased to rebel and to sin willingly. Until they were, they were culpable that tshuva should be withheld from them, which tshuva is what heals them. Therefore, it says in the Torah, Hashem told Moshe, I will harden the heart of Pari. Why? Since Pari himself sinned from his own will at the beginning. And he was evil and did, made, made bad for the Yidden in his, in, his, in, his, in his city, in his country. It says, come let's outsmart them. It's interesting that Ambam gave this example of Hovan as Chakmaloi, which means come, let's outsmart them. Seemingly, 
should say a pasuk where he, he, he made the Yidden work hard. He did worse things to the Yidden. It's a sicha and chelik vav. Kudis sichas. Where the Rebbe explains why the Rama brought this pasuk. It's a halvus chakman. It's a lashon from Neira Alila Bnei Adam. In your of you know, outsmarting. Anyway, since Paroi already, from his own free will, was not good to the Yidden, to put it lightly. So therefore, after five Marcus already, and he's still not doing Tshuva, so then the Ebesh is hard in his heart. So the Din was that Tshuva should be withheld from Paroi until he'll be punished if so, why the Abish to send with Moshe Shalach Vasay Chuba? The Abish to send with Moshe a message to Pari, go go do and tell Pari to do Chuba. The Abish told already Moshe that Pari is not going to send the Yidn out. Says you and your servants, I know that you're not going to listen to Hashem. The reason why the Meishe was sent was in order to show Hashem's koyach and to be, and to make Hashem's name um, public and famous in the whole land. In order to make it known to the people of the world, the time the Ebeshter holds back Tshuva from a sinner, he cannot do Tshuva. He will die in his wickedness, beginning from his own will. So that's with Pari. So to Sichon, who didn't let Yitin go through his land, because because of the sins that he had, from before the Yidden even came, so Tshuva was was uh, he was culpable that Tshuva should be withheld from him. hardened his spirit and, and hardened his heart in order that uh, the, he, should, he should be given over to the hands of the Yidden. He did a lot of sins. He was ready for beforehand, before the Eden came. So to the Knanim, the feet to have a because of their abominable behavior. They were, they were culpable that Tshuva should be withheld from them till they fought with the Eden and lost. They wish Hashem to strengthen the heart to go to war in order that they, the Jewish people shall, should obliterate them. So to the Yidden, in the time of Eliyahu and Avi, the fish, since they increased in their rebellious behavior against Hashem and against His Torah, so from those people that sinned, the Hebrews to held back Held them back from doing tshuva. Like it says in the positive, you turned their heart backwards. You held, held them back from doing tshuva. So from here we understand. Abish didn't, didn't, was not geyser, didn't decree on, on the, on pari. To make bad for the Yidden. 
He didn't decree on Sichain to, to, to sin in his, his land. He didn't tell, the, tell Pari. We tell the Kananim to become abominable, to do abominable behavior, do idols. But the Yisrael Avid Abed Zor in the time of the Yohan of Yashem didn't tell the Yidin to Abed Zor. And the Kulam Chotum Yatzma, they all sinned from their own free will. A Kulam is Chayevulim Noyim Ematshuva, and they were all culpable that Shuvah should be withheld from them. So the explanation of that, the explanation of that pasuk would be that Taka the Ebrister withheld them, but it was, it was as a punishment for their sin. Alochadalad. <laughs> We find that David David Hashem Hoireni Hashem Darkecho Ahalich Bamitecho, and you Hashem should show me your way. I will go in your truth, Kloimer. But what was David Melech saying? I am no uni chatoi derecho emes, that my sin should not hold me back from going in the true path. That from the path I will know your ways and the unity of your name. And also what Dovna Melech says, Veruach Nediva Sismecheni. Claim, what does the Pasek mean, Veruach Nediva Sismecheni? Taniach Ruchi Lases Chavetzecha. You should allow my Ruach, my, my, my spirit, to do your will. Al Yigrimu Lichatoi Limnaini Mitshuva. And my sin shall not cause me to be withheld from doing Tshuva. I'll see her shoes beyadi. I should be in my own in my own reshus, I should be in my own in my own control. Like Ruach Nadiva is my own uh, control, my own will. Till I will do, I will return, and I will understand. I will know the true path. So to all the, all these psukim are similar. So basically, the tefila was that they were davening that tshuva should not be withheld from doing tshuva because of their sins. So we see that person, another way we see that a person could be withheld from doing tshuva because of his sins. We see that the tzaddikim and the nabiyim daven that this shouldn't happen to them. So you're reinforcing the same point. Reinforcing it from Psukim. Upright. Therefore, he leads the sinners in the path, and he will lead the humble ones in justice, and he will teach the humble the, the uh, humble ones his way. Which it seems from this pasuk, Tehillim, and these psukim, it seems in there that it's not dependent on the person's own bechira, but Hashem is the one that brings him in that direction. And he sent them Nevi'im who tell them the ways of Hashem and they, and they return them in Shuvah. Now there's not that Hashem is forcefully doing that but they are led by Nevi'im and, and taught the right way. Oh, another thing. The Ebishter gave them the ability 
the strength to learn and to understand. This is something that is in every person this temperament. As long as a person is being drawn and he continues on in the path of wisdom, in the path of righteousness, so he desires that path and he, 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 he runs after that, pursues that, that path. And that's what the Chachamim said, somebody comes to become pure, so the Hashem helps him. In other words, he'll find himself helped in this matter. It says in the Torah, Ramam is saying in the Torah, it says, to Avshem told Avram Avinu that the Jews will be slaves and they will they will be put to work and they'll be oppressed. From this pasuk we see How could you say Hashem is not glazer? Doesn't decree on a person to do something bad? It's from his free will. From this pasuk we see that Hashem was glazer the mitzvah to do bad because Hashem said, "What's going to happen?" So they were forced, so to speak. So how could it be that it was, that was he saying it's from their own free will? Uksiv. And it says another part, it's talking about after Moshe Rabbeinu is going to pass away, the Torah says that this nation will arise, they will stand up, and they will be drawn after strange gods. In other words, they will worship idols. So we see from that Pasuk, the Pasuk already describes what's going to happen, and it says that they will worship idols. So we see that there's a Gzeda, that the Yidna are going to worship idols. So why were they punished? Why do they deserve punishment which is already predestined for me for? Says the Ramam, the explanation is like this. The Abishta never said about this person, he will be the one that's going to do this act. It's not said about any individual. Ella, what does the Prophet say? What happened? If each person that worshipped idols, as prescribed in the Torah, each person, he himself, was not, uh, he, did, not, he was not forced. Nobody forced him. He was not obligated to worship the idols. He was not, it was not decreed upon him to worship idols. And if he didn't want to, he wouldn't have worshipped the idols. <laughs> Hashem was only notifying you what is going to happen as normal happenings, that the normal thing is, there are going to be people who worship idols. Not every, so no, it wasn't Gignigzan a certain person to worship the idols. And Amun explains further, what is this compared to? It's someone who says, You know this nation, there's going to be righteous people in this nation, there's going to be wicked people in this nation. A Russia can't come and say, look, they said there's going to be wicked people, so here I am, it's your fault. No. No one said you should be the one. Yeah. Who said it should be you? 
because he notified Moshe to be wicked hidden. It says that there will that until Mashiach comes, there will never be a situation where there won't be poor a poor yid. It won't, it won't stop being a poor poor people in in the in the land. There'll always be someone that's poor. Every one of those Egyptians, if they didn't want to do something bad to the Yidden, they would they, they have permission not to do so. Hashem said, yes, the Yidden will be slaves in that in that country, in that land. They will be oppressed, oppressed. But Hashem didn't say that this Mitzri is gonna be the one who's gonna do it. And when he decided to do it, it was his own free will. He only let them know that they, they let Avram know that the end is going to be they're going to be in a land that doesn't belong to them. And they're going to be subjugated. Raman says, if you're going to ask how the Abishter, how can you say that it's free will if the Abishter knew what's going to happen? I told you yesterday already, you're not going to understand that. Just take it as a piece of your emuna that we have no koyach to understand how Hashem knows it's going to happen. So therefore we can't understand it. So basically the fact is that a person has Bechira, whether well, you understand how he can have Bechira, although the Ibishter knows it's going to happen or not, the person has Bechira. The Rebbe says, but Parai, he did not have to do it since the Gzeda, which Lera doesn't have to happen. Anyway.